Welcome everyone, you're listening to Save Me and I'll Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hello. Hola. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Well, hey there, guys. Oh, nope. And he's <laughs> fired. <laughs> Starting it off real good. I'll see you all later. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So on this week's episode, we are actually going over a recommended musical for us. It was recommended to us by Miss Jenny. She suggested that we cover this musical, so we were going to put this in our rotation, and it is Dear Evan Hansen. Whoop, whoop. Ooh. Ooh. So thanks for the recommendation. We really appreciate you listening to our show. Yes, today we're covering Dear Evan Hansen with music and lyrics by Benj Pasek and Justin Paul, book by Stephen Levinson. This show was inspired by an incident that took place during Pasek's high school years about a teenager who invents an important role for himself in a tragedy he did not earn. So, there you go. Well then. Uh, so, this show had several readings prior to production, and then it had a full workshop in March of 2015, and it was actually initially called the PPL Project. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the show premiered at the Arena Stage in Washington, D.C. from July 10th to August 23rd, 2015, and then went off-Broadway at the Second Stage Theater on March 26, 2016 for previews, and then officially opened on May 1st. The show premiered on Broadway at the Music Box Theater, officially opening on December 4th, 2016, and ran until March 12th, 2020, when, you know, we all know what happened in 2020. Yeah. COVID! Oh, no. Surprise! Wah, wah. But it ran up until then, which was pretty cool. Yeah. The original Broadway cast featured Ben Platt, who you might know from Pitch Perfect, Laura Dreyfus, who was in Glee, and Mike Faist, and more. Interesting note, the show does not have an ensemble, so the only people that are seen on stage and that are, like, singing the songs are the eight principal roles. Interesting. Yeah. So there was an OBC recording released in 2017, and it is what we will be working off today. It'll be on our Spotify and linked in our show notes, as always. In 2018, several items from the Broadway run were donated to the National Museum of American History at the Smithsonian Institute. Very cool. Also, the show recouped its $9.5 million investment in only 8.5 months on Broadway, which is a feat that usually takes two years for the show to do. Yeah. So, very impressive. (laughs) Wowie. It was a hit, folks. It was a hit. A U.S. tour was launched in October 2018, and it ran for two years. It had its first international performance at the Royal Alexandra Theatre in Toronto from March 28th, 2019 to July 21st, 2019. It had a West End production at the Noel Coward Theatre from November 2019 to March 2020. And well, I mean, COVID, so there's that. But it is set to come back in October 2021, so that's exciting. The show has received critical acclaim with, quote, heartfelt lyrics, emotional resonance score, and etc. But it has also received some criticism that it romanticizes mental illness, glorifies suicide, and that basically Evan Hansen is a jerk that gets no comeuppance. So there is that, and I'm sure we'll be talking about there that There is that. <laughs> <laughs> but the show has won so many awards. So it has three Helen Hayes Awards, two Outer Critics Circle Awards, one Drama Desk Award, two Obie Awards, two Lucille Lortel Awards, two Drama League Awards, one Critics Circle Theater Award, three Laurence Olivier Awards, six Tony Awards, one Grammy Award, and one Daytime Emmy Award. <laughs> Yes. Oh, goodness. Take your breath and collect <laughs> yourself. So many. 
So the musical was adapted into a young adult novel by Val Emich in collaboration with the creators, and that was in 2018. The book does expand the story a little bit and actually kind of features songs and scenes that were cut from the original show. I've read it, and I think it's pretty good, so I do recommend it if you're a reader. Neat. Also, the musical is being adapted into a film by Universal Pictures, starring Ben Platt and a bunch of other great people. It is set to come out in September 2021, and I cannot friggin' wait to see it. It better be good. Obviously, we're gonna Obviously. go. Uh, shotted. <laughs> Alright, so with that background information out of the way, are we ready to jump into our act one? Yee. Yee. We start off by meeting Evan Hansen, a teenager with social anxiety. He is writing a letter to himself, which is a daily assignment from his therapist, Dr. Sherman. So he's supposed to write about what will be good each day. We also meet his mother, Heidi. So she's a single mother and she's very busy because she has two jobs and she takes night classes. Oh, good lord. Uh, So she comes in and she interrupts his writing to suggest that maybe he should have other kids sign the cast that's on his arm because he just broke his arm at school that day as a way to like make friends. Because that's how I make friends. Sign my cast. (laughs) Yeah. We're friends now. That's weird. (laughs) Sign my broken appendage. She's trying, though. We can see that she's she's really trying to connect with her son, but it's just not going very well. Uh. Then we also see the Murphy family. So they're a very wealthy family consisting of parents Cynthia and Larry and kids Zoe and Connor. Cynthia laments that her family is falling apart. Larry is uninterested in his children. They all think Connor is just getting high all the time, like right before school. And the siblings are, of course, oh. arguing, as siblings do. So both Cynthia and Heidi sing together about connecting with their children in the song, Anybody Have a Map? Aw, I like that song. It's very cute. They're trying. At school, Evan meets up with Alana and Jared. They both notice his broken arm, but neither sign the cast. Evan then runs into Connor, who thinks Evan has been making fun of him, and shoves him to the ground. How dare you, you butt. I don't know. Connor's sister, Zoe, who Evan just happens to have a crush on, of course, apologizes for her brother's behavior. Evan wonders if he's always going to be an outcast, and he thinks about it being like looking through a window. Nobody sees or hears him, but he just wants that attention. And this is the song Waving Through a Window, which is my favorite. Oh, a favorite. I also like that one. It's so deep. Nice. So Evan writes a letter to himself, wondering if anyone would notice if he wasn't there. His hope is focused on Zoe, as she is the only thing that brings him happiness. And the song is Waving Through a Window, reprise, and it is not on the soundtrack. We seem to have that that happen a lot. Yeah, what? Why is that? A lot of reprises aren't on soundtracks, and I guess it's like like because they're maybe short blips of a song. Maybe they're like not long enough to go on a soundtrack. I don't know. There's a bunch of them in this uh, show. But then you have other shows that have like literally every little note is on the album in some way, right? (laughs) All three seconds of it. So now Evan runs into Connor again, who now offers to sign his cast. Weird. Connor also finds Evan's letter on the school printer and reads it. He sees that it mentions Zoe and gets angry that, once again, Evan is seemingly making fun of him. He storms out, taking the letter with him. Rude. This makes Evan extremely anxious, and he tells Jared about his letter-writing assignment. The song Waving Through a Window, reprise number two, also not on the soundtrack. Days later, Evan is called into the principal's office, where he meets Connor's parents. It appears that Connor died by suicide, with Evan's letter in his pocket, which they believe is a suicide note addressed to Evan. Evan attempts to deny it, but Cynthia sees Connor's name on the cast, which cements her belief that they were friends. Oops. Uh, Awkward. Super awkward. Evan gets invited to Connor's house for dinner. Jared had instructed him on ways to stay quiet to avoid making things worse, but Evan is awkward and uncomfortable, so he lies and pretends that he and Connor had been best friends this whole time and had been secretly emailing each other. Not great, (laughs) Nope. 
Yeah, so it starts to get weird, you guys. <laughs> so Evan tells the fictionalized story of his and Connor's friendship. They hang out all the time, and they talk about girls, and they share jokes, and dream of the future, and it's just this whole big thing. He also lies about the day he broke his arm. So instead of being alone at the abandoned apple orchard where he climbed and subsequently fell from a tree, Connor had been there with him and had gotten him help after his fall in the song For Forever. When Evan gets home, Heidi mentions hearing about Connor's death. Evan responds that it's no big deal. He didn't even know Connor. So whatever. The lies are piling up. Yep. Evan starts to realize that he now needs evidence of this supposed secret email exchange, so he enlists Jared's help in creating fake backdated email conversations between himself and Connor. Jesus. Jared tries to make it seem like Evan and Connor were secretly dating, which Evan quickly squashes. With lyrics like, the only man I've ever loved is my dad, which is <laughs> so weird. All right. Okay. Yeah. All righty then. Yes. Yeah, so the song is Sincerely song. Me. It is a lot of fun. Like I said, it's very interesting. So it's actually sung by all three boys, Evan, Jared, and Connor. Connor actually maintains a presence on stage in various scenes throughout the show, even after his death. So that's really cool. Oh. Evan shows the Murphy family the emails. Cynthia is ecstatic that her son had a best friend, but Larry is hurt that Connor took his family and his privileged life for granted. They try to show Zoe the emails, but then they argue because Zoe refuses to mourn Connor. So then Zoe sings about Connor. The two honestly didn't get along well at all, and so while she knows that she should mourn her brother because they were siblings, she's having a hard time, like, actually caring because he was really rude to her, and it, like, it's hard to fake that, that feeling, and so it feels like a lie to her yeah. to grieve this man who she honestly didn't know very well. And this is a song, Requiem. Aw. However, Zoe reads the supposed suicide note and asks Evan why Connor had been talking about her. Evan, unable to tell her the truth, tells her all the reasons why he likes her, but under the guise of Connor saying them, in the song, If I Could Tell Her. Overcome with emotion, he impulsively kisses Zoe. She pulls away and tells him to leave. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Read the room a little bit better, bud. You nasty. I don't think he can. (laughs) At school, Evan and Alana notice that people are starting to forget about Connor. Evan worries that he is going to become invisible again. He imagines talking to Connor. Connor convinces him that no one deserves to be forgotten. Evan, Alana, and Jared found the Connor Project to keep his memory alive, starting with a donation drive and some live performances. The three pitch the idea to the Murphys, who agree to support the project, in the song Disappear. Way to exploit a death. Cynthia gives Evan a tie that she had gotten for Connor that he had never worn and asks Evan to wear it at the memorial service. At the official launch of the Connor Project, Evan gives an inspiring speech about his loneliness and his friendship with Connor. The video of the speech goes viral online, in the song You'll Be Found. Zoe, overcome by the impact of all this, kisses Evan for reasons. Reasons. And yeah, with that, we're into our intermission. Yeah. <laughs> How are we feeling so far? I like the music. Weird message. That See, that's where I'm at with this show. Like, I love the music. Yep. This is one that I've listened to a lot, and I listen to like, over and over again sometimes, because a lot of the music is, like, really impactful. I think there's a really good message there in the, like, you know, not feeling lonely and, like, things like that. But also the, like, morals of the show are just not not quite hitting the mark. (laughs) They're pretty bad. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I'm torn on this show because I like it, but I also don't. But maybe that's, I mean, the the muddled morals are kind of the point, maybe... But also not, I don't know. Yeah, it seems kind of weird. Like, yeah, trying to go for the uplifting message of, like, I don't know, you're not alone. And it's it's just, yeah, weird playing off of the death of somebody. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's different than, like, 
thinking how like Heather's was doing it. Because it's like, you know everything's bad right. in that situation. Yeah. So you can't really like mix it up. And this one is just kind of like, yeah, what? What? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> what is this mess? It's a bit, it's yes. a bit strange. Yes. Definitely strange, but we'll see how, how the next chunk goes for us. Yeah. Kylie, do you have a theater fact for us today? I don't know. Let's hope so. Otherwise, I'm out of a job. <laughs> so today's fact is mental illness has been portrayed in theaters for years, as early as 1941 with Lady in the Dark, which chronicled a woman's experience with psychotherapy. Hmm. Other shows featuring mental illness include Anyone Can Whistle, Bring Awakening, Fun Home, Grey Gardens, and others. And we also covered one as well, yes, didn't we? Yes, we've co- covered other ones before yes. as well, such as uh, Next to Normal. So Very good one, yeah. Very uh, prevalent theme. Yeah, mental illness has always been, yeah, it's always been portrayed, as it should, you know, everyone should get a more introduction to it. It feels like it's it's coming a lot more into the light for yeah. our generation. Oh, yeah. Because now that, now that our generation is getting into, like, more of the creative seats, it's getting handled on a lot more projects, and I, I feel at least doing a somewhat decent job of it. Yeah, I feel, I feel good about most of it. So, yeah, I imagine we're going to be seeing a lot yeah. more of it coming up yeah so how are we gonna approach this act two because i have no puns available let's let's lie our way let's <laughs> ride <right> our way <laughs> hopefully we won't break a leg into act two we can go viral <laughs> in act two i mean we always hope for that heck right? yeah heck yeah well we'll figure all it right out. act two act away two. Act, act two ha sha sha Evan and Alana pitched the fundraising idea on the Connor Project's website to raise money to reopen the abandoned apple orchard where Evan and Connor supposedly spent time. However, Evan gets distracted by his new relationship with Zoe and the Murphys and starts neglecting the project, his friends, and his mother. Wow. Yep. Stand up guys. Teenagers. Heidi goes to Evan and asks why he didn't tell her about Connor or the Connor Project. He gets angry and blames her for never being around. He rushes off to the Murphys, where he bonds with Larry over the proper care of a baseball glove. Weird. Larry has this glove sitting around that he, you know, gotten for a son and had never been able to do with his son, so he never got to teach his son about caring for a glove and playing sports and whatever, because his son just wasn't into it. And Evan just didn't have a dad around to teach him this stuff, so they have this little bonding moment in the song To Break in a Glove. And the song is also very metaphorical, so in life it's important to take your time, not take shortcuts, and keep going when the going gets tough. Weird. It's an odd song. Later, when Evan and Zoe are together, Zoe tells him not to mention Connor as she doesn't want him impeding on their relationship. The song Only Us, which is fair. Yes. Mm-hmm. Evan is invited to dinner at the Murphys, as is Heidi. They announce that they want to give Connor's college fund to Evan, which bothers Heidi. Which oh is fair. This thing is getting wild. <laughs> yeah. Back at home, Evan and Heidi fight over the secrecy and deception. Evan confesses that he feels welcomed at the Murphy home. Also fair, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Alana starts to find inconsistencies in the emails. Evan asks Jared to help fix them, but Jared threatens to expose Evan. The two think that Evan is exploiting their relationship for his own gain and that he doesn't actually care about them or the Connor Project. Heidi, Alana, and Jared come together in Evan's conscience, representing guilt and doubt in the song Good For You. Which, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've kind of asked for this. So, finally, Evan decides to confess. An imaginary Connor attempts to talk him out of it, but Evan insists that the whole thing needs to be over. Connor says that if he does, everything he has will be gone and he will be alone. And the song, For Forever, reprise, which is not on the soundtrack. Connor disappears and Evan is, wow, alone. Surprise. Wow. Shocker. 
Evan goes to Alana and apologizes to her, but she has basically given up on him helping out with the Connor project at all and just kind of takes it over for herself. She still doubts that Evan and Connor were ever friends, so Evan shows her the stolen letter slash suicide note. She posts it online in an attempt to boost the fundraising. Because why not? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think she has the, the best uh, mm-hmm. thoughts here either, but it's fine, I guess. And so the letter, of course, goes viral, as things do on the internet. People start to believe that Connor's suicide was because of his uncaring parents. And this is a song, You Will Be Found Reprise, which is also not on the soundtrack. So, of course, the Murphys become the target of lots of hateful comments. Evan walks in on the family fighting over why Connor really killed himself. Finally, Evan admits to making the whole thing up. Oops. Oops. Gotta rip that band-aid off at some point. Jesus, yeah, it's a little late for that. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Zoe and her mother leave. Larry turns away from Evan in disgust. Evan is alone once more and sings about his brokenness. The song encapsulates Evan's self-esteem and the messy morals of the show. He knew it was wrong all along, but because he's felt so broken, he couldn't help but do it. But it really did end up help bringing the Murphys together, as well as support the community, and everyone that saw the speech and stuff on the internet. The family agrees to keep the secret to themselves, which keeps it from hurting the rest of the world, but definitely breaks the relationship between them and Evan. In the song, Words Fail, which, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder Mm -hmm. why. Heidi sees the letter online and recognizes it as one of Evan's therapy assignments. She apologizes to Evan for not seeing how badly he has been hurting, but Evan insists that he doesn't want her feeling guilty over what he caused. He even admits that his fall from the tree may have been a suicide attempt. Oops. Yeah. Heidi recalls the day his father moved out and how she didn't know if she could make it alone. In the end, she made it through because she realized she wasn't alone. She had Evan. She promises that she will always be there for him when he needs her. And the song is so big, so small. A year later, Evan is still living at home. He works at the pottery barn and is trying to save money for college. He contacts Zoe, who he hasn't talked to since the truth came out, and asks her to meet him. They meet up at the apple orchard at her insistence, which has been reopened in Connor's memory. Evan apologizes for manipulating her family and thanks her for keeping his lies a secret. She forgives him because the whole thing actually brought her family together. Evan asks why she insisted they meet at the orchard, and she replies that she wanted him to see it. They share a moment, and then part. The show circles back around. Evan writes one last letter to himself, reflecting on the impact he had on the community. He finally accepts himself for who he is in the song finale. And the show ends. Yep. So yeah, this dude just like does some terrible things and just like gets away with it. My bad. And then goes away. Yeah. Just kind of like. I'm a teenager. I'm sorry, guys. My bad for exploiting your son's suicide, which we never really talked about in in whole. Or the why. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? Yep. Weird. So that's why, like I guess we said in the beginning, like the show gets a lot of crap because it, he really doesn't. I mean, he might, like, learn to accept himself, but, like, there's no resolution here. Like, he exploited this family and then just, like, said sorry and moved on. <laughs> right, just went about his day and it was totally fine. Right. But whatever. Like, the fundraisers and stuff may have done some good for the community and all that, but, like... True. He... I'm not sure he really learned much of a lesson. No, I don't think he did at all. Poor Connor was exploited and his family was drugged through this whole thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I... I feel like there was a lot of things that, I don't know, like it just kind of got like swept under the rug Mm -hmm. just because he was like, sorry about it. Yep. I mean, we do have to keep in mind he's a teenager. He's in high school. So like, he's not the most mature. True. (laughs) Kind of self-absorbed. Yes. A little self-absorbed. 
and also like clearly a bit, you know, depressed and things. That doesn't excuse it, but it is a factor. Yeah. I imagine it's like getting swept up and like the whole situation Mm -hmm. can be a bit like intimidating too. I know I didn't have things figured out in high school. For sure. Yeah, but also like he went to these such extremes of creating a f- like fake emails. Yeah. Like that is wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit like a crazy person. So, you could have just been like, "Yeah, we were we were friends and left it at that." Yep. <laughs> We knew of each mm-hmm. other. Right, like th- that still would have helped the They're family, not a you know, without stepping on toes. Bizarre. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how to feel about this one. Yeah. But the music's good. <laughs> well, that's good. At least the music's good. Yeah. And we will we will still go see it. Like, that is... Yeah. We're gonna go see it uh, when it comes out as a movie. And if it comes through our theaters, we'll go see it, obviously. Sometimes seeing it live can give, like, a different perspective, perspective to the to the mean like to the messages in the shows so maybe it looks different yeah. that is true and this one is very cool on stage so it's not very intense as far as sets go it's very minimalistic but it does feature a like collection of screens on stage like all the sections with like the stuff going viral like the social media comments like that's all up on the screens oh uh. so it's like making it a very modern show which is kind of cool. Yeah, that is that's so, cool. So I imagine it's a lot of fun to watch. And like Ben Platt is just an amazing Evan Hansen. So originated originated the role and just like blew it out of the water. Like he's amazing. That is super cool. But it's just, I don't know, it's interesting. But if you have opinions on this, on this musical, listeners, please let us know. We don't mean to yeah. bash it. We're just trying to be, you know, critical while also enjoying theater. So... Let us know what you think, because we're curious on other viewpoints. Yeah, we like to be objective about everything that we listen to, you know, and we give our own opinions, obviously, but we do like to hear what you guys think about it. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Please. And also, in case anybody is going to be visiting Broadway this season, it does look like it opens up in December of this year. So if you're in the area and you can do that kind of thing, go check it out. We will not be going to Broadway. (laughs) We are a little far from Broadway. But I hope it's far. great for all Unless of you. Broadway wants to give us tickets and a plane ride. Hey, hey, hey Broadway, hook us a up. hotel hey, room. Broadway, sponsor us. <laughs> Just casually ask Broadway to sponsor right. us. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, reach out to us and uh, give us your thoughts on it. And if you've seen it, you know, in person, let us know how that went. Mm-hmm. And after the movie comes out, you know, reach out to us, you know, see how you liked it. Because we'll definitely uh, be posting about that on our social medias when that happens. Yes. So yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode. We really appreciate you jumping in. And thank you so much, Jenny, for this recommendation. And we were really happy to cover it. Heck yeah. Thanks. Uh, Be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you are listening to podcasts. This ensures that you get our episodes as soon as they're posting. Any other juicy news or gossip we got. Hot goss. Yeah, just, just, just do it. All the goss. If you happen to go onto iTunes, please leave us a five-star review. It helps boost us up in the ratings. Heck yeah. But the best way, as always, to help us out is via word of mouth. So go ahead and tell your friends, your family, your coworkers. Write a letter about us and, you know, post it around the internet. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. So we can get that wider audience. We really appreciate it. Like, I just told my coworkers that I have a podcast and they didn't know about it. So I don't know how. <laughs> but now they know. So now we have more listeners. And that is the best way to to grow our audience so we really appreciate you helping us out with that or find someone with a cast and write our podcast name on their arm do it free advertising at save me an aisle seat let's go 
And of course, if you'd like to reach out to us about this show or maybe to recommend another show or just to chat with us in general, the best way is to email us at safemanoutseat at gmail.com. Or you can find us all over the internet because we are hoping to go viral, of course. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at Save Man Seat. You can find us on Instagram at Save Man Seat. You can find us on Facebook at Save Man Seat. And you can find us on YouTube under the Ragtag Network. Heck yeah. The best way to keep track of all of us, though, is to go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. You can see other shows that we are involved in and anything else that we're getting up to. We also have like Total Tom Fuller, which is a D&D podcast, and Bag of Bones, which is a dark history podcast. She actually just put out her Bonnie and Clyde series, which we covered, if you guys remember, a couple episodes ago. Yes. So go give her some love there. But yeah, so give our other shows a listen if you, you know, you got some extra time on your schedule. But we really appreciate you guys listening to this episode. But yeah, that'll close us out for this week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Save Me an LLC. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. We gotta fire you. That's a new one. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Aisle Seat. We do this show for fun, but if you'd like to support us, you can check out our Ko-Fi at www.ko-fi.com slash ragtagnetwork. For more episodes and shows like this, go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. This show is brought to you by the Ragtag Network.